This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, if you want to listen to the full Burt Show every day uninterrupted, we got no ads on that thing. All you have to do is become a bonus BS subscriber. That's bonus Burt Show. Find out more at thebirtshow.com slash bonus BS. The Burt Show. Was it a mistake to eat the food in our fridge after the power went out for eight hours? I have the answer for you. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say yes. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I so, need more details. It, too. it was a debate. <laughs> So, um, at around like 4.30, between 4.30 and 5 p.m. the other day, I heard this loud boom and it was something exploded and something exploded close by, right? And sure enough, the transformer right in front and not one of those more than meets the eye. It's the one that keeps your house like, you know, the power going on it. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not as fun. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I wanted Optimus Prime, but that wasn't going to happen. This is an age difference here because I heard Transformer and I heard the rap song, Transformer. And then, even, then, though, then, even though it's not. I love this for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, the, the Transformer right in front of our house exploded and went out. So about half the block had no power. And then um, the power company came out and assessed it, got power to some houses, but there were seven of us on that end of the street. And the power company was like, yeah, um, has there been like remodels and additions because this transformer is too small to support all these houses. And I think everybody just had their AC cranked and power was like going nonstop and it just, the thing exploded. So they had to bring out a whole new larger transformer to replace it, right? So we were without power from, we'll say 4.30 p.m. till 1.30 a.m., okay? So... Jamie and I had gone out to dinner. We come back, still no power. Um, we're hanging out. I did not charge the tablet. The tablet was not charged. We had no TV. And he, he was actually really, really good. He wanted to watch Mickey Mouse Club. And I'm like, baby, the TV's broke. And he grabbed the remote and he started like doing like what he does. And he's like, TV broke. And I saw, like, see, I told you. Um, so about 1.30, the power kicks on. So that means we went eight hours with no power. Now, when we came home, I opened the refrigerator twice really, really quick because I had to feed the dogs and their wet dog food was in the refrigerator. So the next morning, my husband and I are assessing the fridge and we were looking on the internet and it says six hours. Anything after six hours in the fridge, it's got to go, right? Because... It's just, it's gone bad. So we're looking in the fridge. 
Bart had just gone to the grocery, mm. of course. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Oh. So there's a pork butt. There's steaks. There's ground beef. There's yogurts out the wazoo. A brand new half and half. So many different types of cheeses. Fresh pasta. I mean, you name it. The fridge is full of stuff that technically we're supposed to throw out. Mm-hmm. So I took it to Instagram, and I was like, food in the fridge. Throw it out. Keep it. You'll be fine. Let me guess. It's about a 50-50 split. (laughs) (laughs) 40-60. 40, throw it out. 60, keep it. And I got a lot of people in my DMs, and they're like, well, what was the temperature of the food when the power came back on? And I'm like, I don't know. It was 1.30 in the morning. Hmm. I was trying to sleep, sweat my balls off. (laughs) Um because Bart does have a temperature gun, and he could have, like, you know, checked the food or whatever, but he was drunk because he went to the Atlanta United game and didn't think about doing that. <laughs> so we don't know what the internal temperature of the fridge was when the power kicked back on. Mm-hmm. So we're sitting here staring at all this food. So I took it to Instagram, and I would like to take it to you. I'm going, I- I'm not throwing it out. I'm not throwing it out. I mean, it's not like the freezer immediately warms right up to a temperature that's like room temperature immediately. Eight hours. As a general rule, I think I'd probably eat it. I would, the litmus test would be tasting it. Yeah, smelling <laughs> right, it. Yeah. Smell, smells the original, yeah. But yeah, I think for the most part, I'm going, I'm going in. I'm not worried about it. Cheese and milk, I probably would be worried about. Steaks and all, everything else, I'm not throwing that out. I'm with Mo. I'm a yogurt girly, and anytime it sits out on the counter for a little too long and it starts to separate, it, it grosses me out. So I'm going anything dairy is an absolute no-go, but maybe I feel like meat could survive eight hours, so I feel like meat would be fine. It's not about the meat spoiling. It's about conditions being favorable for bacterial growth. So when you get to a higher temperature, that's when bacteria starts to grow. So if you're like nuking it in the microwave or, like, putting it in the oven, I think you would probably be okay because they'll kill any pathogens. Mm -hmm. But otherwise, if it's, like, sushi or yogurt, stuff like that that's fresh, I would avoid at all costs. Yeah, when you look at most of the stuff that they're putting on our food now anyway, Mm -hmm. uh, (laughs) is it any worse? Is it any worse eating spoiled meat than it is all the chemicals we got in our food anyway? That's a lot of money, man, to throw all that stuff out. And Bart grew up, you know, poor on a farm. Yeah. And this was, like, he was very much struggling with this. I bet. What'd you guys end up doing? Oh, we ate it all. You ate it (laughs) all? And you're still here. And I'm still... We immediately cooked the meat because we didn't want it to sit. So the pork butt immediately got cooked. We had steaks last night. The night before, we had the burgers uh, last night. So we're cooking everything off. We ate everything. And we are absolutely... Fine. I have not pooped myself once. See? <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you. Congratulations. Right. thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Meredith here needs some help, and maybe it's only Mo on the show that can help her out because she's having some questions about her sugar daddy. <laughs> <laughs> and we've only re- learned recently that we think that Mo has a sugar daddy, and that's why he's traveling so much these days. Hey, Meredith, what's going on with the sugar daddy? Where's the problem here? Good morning. Good morning. Um, yes. So. My childhood, all the way through college, best friend, we've naturally drifted over the years. So, Bert, I wouldn't consider her a best friend now, Um, but she invited me to her birthday party, her 30th birthday party, and it was down in Miami. I live in Atlanta, so I told her from the very beginning that money is a little tight for me right now. I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it, and she let me know that as if I could buy my plane ticket, everything else was going to be covered by the sugar daddy. And I was like, heck yeah, let's do this. <laughs> heck yeah. Um, 
So fly down there, get a super cheap flight, and her birthday was extravagant. She rented a really large house. She hired a DJ, had um, a spiritual meditation guide, um, and then a lot of adult party enhancement um, things. I think we get it. Yeah, it's kind of a sexual Buddha party. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Great. It was so fun. Um, And then the issue is her and her sugar daddy broke up right before her birthday, probably like three or four days before the party. Well, that's unfortunate timing. I mean, yeah, she couldn't hold on. She couldn't hold on to him for four more days. (laughs) How did she blow this? (laughs) Because she didn't. Ah. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so they broke up and he is no longer wanting to pay for the party. So she didn't tell me while I was there. She waited until I got home. But she texted me and is asking all of her out-of-town guests that came down and stayed at the house to help pay for this birthday party. Um, And I'm a little torn on what to do because I told her from the beginning that I didn't have the finances and the money to be able to to do this. um, And I wouldn't have gone if I knew that I if I had to pay for it. Absolutely not. I'm not paying a dime. If that was established out the gate, hey, I'm renting a house for my birthday party. Everybody, if you want to come, it's X amount of dollars to participate. Would love to have you there. Mm-hmm. That's one thing. She told you this was going to be a free weekend. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a free weekend. Yep, you can't ask after the fact and be like, oh, yeah, by the way, sugar daddy, I'm not on his payroll anymore. So you have to pay $600. I'm not paying that. Yeah, it's her fault she couldn't give him special treats for four more days. <laughs> and he broke up with That's four days. Mo. I completely agree. I don't think you're obligated to pay at all because y'all already had it established from the jump. I do wonder, though, do you still go? Because you wouldn't have went if you, like, like, now that she paid for the flight and you can't pay for anything when you get there, Mm -hmm. do you still go? Or should you just sit the whole thing out? That would be my only question to myself. Well, she went and she enjoyed the whole thing. Yeah, this is retrospectively, right? Like, you already went. You've already. Oh. Yeah, she already went, had a good time. It's after after everybody left, she texted and said, you owe 600. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I'm not paying it. Hell no. (laughs) Ain't no way. Meredith, can you call up the sugar daddy? Can he just pay for you? (laughs) Like, can he be your sugar daddy now? No, I'm with everybody else. If this happened to me, I would feel so icky about this. I feel like she cornered you, and I'll be honest, I wouldn't be surprised if there wasn't even a sugar daddy and she just told you there was so that you would go to Miami with her. Have you met the sugar daddy before? I have not, no. Hmm. Oh, I'm really? See, it seems hmm. a little suspicious, right? Huh. How long has she been talking? I, I guess it's inconsequential anyway, so. How pathetic you gotta be to make up a sugar daddy to get people at your birthday party. Right. I'll do it. Oh, that is sad. <laughs> right? Right? Right. Hey, you guys don't have to pay anything. I got a sugar daddy that's gonna pay. Well, we're assuming that. Yes. Um, You don't owe her anything. I mean, you came down there basically knowing that um he was gonna pay for everything. So you don't, you don't owe her anything. And like you said, she's not a best friend. She's kind of a second and third tier friend now you don't owe her anything all right well thank you guys i i feel a little conflicted because she also wasn't planning on doing it she wasn't yeah i appreciate your advice you're welcome yeah don't don't feel bad about it whatsoever i i I wouldn't and don't be an asshole and then go out and pay that six hundred dollars we're going to be very upset with you actually we're not it's your life you do whatever you want to do but (laughs) (laughs) the bird show Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Burt Show's entertainment buzz. Former GMA anchors TJ Holmes and Amy Robach 
are finally speaking out after their rumored affair scandal. God, it's been a minute. It's been a hot second. It's so, not rumored anymore, right? Well, I so th- the reason why I'm calling it rumored is because A, I don't want to get sued, but B, <laughs> they the way that they justified this affair was that they were like, well, we were separated when we were together. So is it really considered an affair? It's, it's just it, a hidden romance. It's a hidden romance. I actually like that better. That's more romantic. Um, <laughs> in case in case you forgot, um, these were two co-anchors who were married to other people at the time, and they were caught holding hands and getting cozy at a bar in New York. And so, of course, this is like a big scandal. These are the two anchors. It'd be like if uh, Kristen and Bert got together. and um, She has been fantasizing about that. <laughs> oh, my God. You have no, It's taken every ounce of my being to restrain myself for 12 <laughs> solid years. I can feel it. The way you ignore me is that you like me. <laughs> um, Amy has even come out and like called this guy her brother. I read this weird quote where she had said, yeah, we went on double dates and with our respective spouses. and Basically, he's like my brother. It's just very weird. And so they ended up getting fired because this was just kind of like I think it just made viewers feel kind of icky watching them knowing what was going on behind the scenes. Well, you want to have trust in your news anchors. Yes. Not your radio broadcasters. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <thank God. laughs> this, this would just be good drama. Right? The bar is set much lower. We encourage this. <laughs> we would have... I've been asking Kristen to have an affair for years. <laughs> we would have... Ladies would go through the roof. <laughs> I know we would have content for weeks. Uh-huh. So they've gone kind of MIA for like the last year because uh, you know, I feel like it's such a, sh- I don't want to say it's shameful because they were two consenting adults, but it's just such a weird way to end your career that they went MIA. They both shut down their Instagram accounts and they finally posted for the first time last night and they didn't post anything super interesting, but we, I, I kind of feel like they're on the brink of starting a podcast where they're going to spill all. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is the next pivot. That would be smart. All they posted was a black and white photo, of both of their tennis shoes. And they just said, hashtag New York Marathon 2023. So they're still going strong. So if they end up together forever, right, is it now a romantic story? Well, th- now they have no choice. They have to stay They have her. to. Or else then it is like a weird <laughs> affair. I mean, it's romantic for them, but not their spouses. Well, if they yeah. were separated at the time, like they are saying, they had both moved on with their lives, just not legally yet. The spouses seem, seem to think of uh, it as a different timeline, though. Okay. If I remember correctly, when the news hit, how the spouses reacted, I don't think everybody's on the same page. Okay. <laughs> it seems like a very likely story because the quotes that I saw, it, it was very weird. Like both TJ and Amy separated within weeks of each other in August. I'm like, okay, come on. Like we, we know what's been going on. Okay, the only thing Drake wants you to throw up on stage is your bra. So fans have been throwing their underwear up at Drake, and every time he gets a bra that's bigger than the last, he is flabbergasted. This It's like this man has never seen anything above a double A. So he got a bra on stage in Seattle that was somebody's mom's 46J size bra. Damn. Wow. J is in Jesus. J is in Jesus. Jumbo Jesus. Jumbo Jesus. And he goes, shout out to your mama. I 
I could sincerely sleep in one of those cups. Okay. <laughs> you could. Yeah. All right. So do you think this fan stole the bra and took it or asked their mother, hey, mom, I'm going to take your really expensive 46J bra to Drake and chuck it up on stage. Is that cool? And I'm guessing with that much material, that's that's like a $750 bra. Yeah. <laughs> she definitely stole it. Had to have. Yeah, stole what it for mother sure. Is going, well, I mean, yeah, there's probably a mom out there that'd be like, go, go get viral. Yeah, 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 if you're going to be that close to the stage, go for it. Yep. Her mom probably said, Drake's going to hold my bra. Mm-hmm. Of course I'm going to give it to him. Okay, there was a full moon over Venice, Italy the other day. And by full moon, I mean Kanye West had his entire butt out. So <laughs> if you, I don't know if he noticed or not, but he was getting into a water taxi in Venice. <laughs> and he bent over, ready to sit down. And when I tell you his entire butt was out, they had to blur it. And it it looked like a like somebody's face. Um, it was, it was, no, thank you. Everything was out. Um, and, and he has very unique fashion choices. Was this like intentional, like doing some kind of assless pant? Or was no. this like his... Princess on? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it was very much giving unintentional plumber crack. Uh, but instead of plumber crack, gotcha. it was double-cheeked up out on, on a Monday. Didn't I read like last week that a whole bunch of Italians in Venice are all mad at his girlfriend too because she's wearing like... Um, not see-through, but skin-colored, like, mm-hmm. Spanx-type deals with nothing overneath it. So it looks like she's walking the streets naked. It does, mm-hmm. if yeah. you look at pictures. Which she loves the attention, but people are pooze. Yeah, well, they're really going to be mad about seeing Kanye's actual butt because that's real skin. Which ex is Selena Gomez's new song about? Well, we can tell you who it's not about. It's on your next e-buzz on The Burt Show. The Burt Show. All right, long-distance relationships have got to be really super tough. Man, you've got to have 100% honest. Honesty, you got to have 100% trust if you're not seeing this person all the time. So you can understand, like, all right, clearly we need to have a set of rules here when it comes to long-distance relationships. This one might be out of hand. Who in here has had a legitimate long-distance relationship? Well, those are two different things. Legitimate yes. long-distance relationship or just a long-distance relationship? <laughs> a legitimate <laughs> long-distance relationship. Yeah, I had a long-distance relationship, but... I wasn't exactly legitimate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm currently in a long-distance relationship. The distance is just time. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so proud of her. Boy, that was clever. It was. <laughs> I so imagine bringing a giant stack of papers and plopping it down in front of your significant other and being like, this is our long-distance contract. If we are going to do this, we are going to have in writing what the parameters, rules, and guidelines are. And if either one of us does not abide by this contract, we can sue each other. Literally sue each other and go to court. So what can it be like? Okay, we're going to text each other at least two times a day. Oh, I'll get to the different violations. Uh, Like violation 17 involves slander. Violation 18 involves (laughs) neglect. Violation 16 involves (laughs) cheating. Oh, wow. So yeah, in a sense deleted TikTok, and this is coming from a New York Post article. This TikTok amassed 1.8 million views, and it's um, Devin Motley sharing this mammoth document detailing a list of rules to abide by while living apart from her boyfriend, Garen. And it's just him signing the paperwork with the caption, POV, you and your BF boyfriend write a contract, so if anything goes wrong, you can sue each other. So, and he's signing the paperwork. So, by signing this agreement... You acknowledge the following terms, and that's how this LDA begins. 
Neither party is allowed to end the relationship until 9-1-2024 unless there is a breach of one of the violations listed below. So no matter how miserable you are, you got to stay in this thing for a year. Unless one of the violations listed below happens. Now, if you're wondering if this sounds somewhat familiar... I do not watch this, the show Suits. Apparently, it's getting a resurgence I on Netflix. I literally just started watching it on my second episode it's right good. now. It I is love really it. good. I'm watching it the second time through because yep. it's just like the perfect background, but it's really interesting, and Meghan Markle glows. And apparently, something like this happened in an episode of Suits, mm. and so that's where they got the inspiration to do this. Um, violation 16, cheating, including but not limited to sleeping with someone of opposite sex, having any sexual contact with the opposite sex messaging or calling the opposite sex with sexual innuendos or ill intent. So same sex, totally cool. Do whatever you want. They just put opposite in okay. there. Uh-huh. <laughs> it turns somebody gay for six months. <laughs> Violation 17, slander against either party, including in this contract, complaining about your relationship, speaking poorly about your partner, etc. Violation 18, neglect of participating parties' emotional or physical state. Therefore, a lack of reassurance would be considered under this violation. Now, they are required to do the following. All issues with the opposite party are required to be brought to the attention of the party in question. That kind of makes sense. Arguments must result in a resolution apology and closing of action of affection. Long distance will require a gift of some sort to be ordered to each party's home. Location must always be turned on. Every call oh, seen must be answered. We must call at least wow. once every day. Keep in continuous contact throughout the day. Always give extra reassurance. Cassia is looking at this and she's appalled because as an independent person, working with these kind of parameters, absolutely impossible. No, and I did long distance um, in college and I just, I, I've yeah, of course you would call every day, but it's weird to me that you have to spell it out. And who wants a gift after a fight if you know they are contractually obligated to send you one right. or you can sue them? That's the thing that gets me. Like, if you want to put forward like, hey, here are the expectations mm-hmm. I have from a long distance relationship so you know up front, you can agree or disagree. But to make somebody <laughs> sign that and be like, if you don't answer every call that you see and your location's not on, I'll sue you for all that you're worth is a little like. Takes the romance out of it. It's a little desperate. Yeah. So um, before the clip was taken down, you know, some of the comments that they were able to snag, somebody wrote, Incredible. I wish I did this. Somebody else said, upload the document so I can use it. (laughs) Another person said, girl, I'm going to need this. And then you had those opposing views that said this was insane. Someone said um, that this is psychotic behavior. Another one said, I mean, this is so extra to me because if you have a good partner, this should not be needed. Yeah, I mean, I think that there's something to be said for being very clear about what we're expecting in our relationship, but a 20-page contract, that takes the romance right out of it. Yeah, maybe you love it. But yeah. you know what? It does. You got to forge your own way. Whatever yeah. works for you, boo. Well, you're doing kind of a long distance thing, Mo. Not with a contract. Not with a contract. Yeah, 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 but yeah. I am. Uh-huh. What would you do if she came to you with a contract like this? Uh, be single. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a huge fan of spicy foods, but I do like a bit of spice in other areas of my life. Reality TV fights make it spicy. My margaritas make them very spicy. And when it comes to the spice cabinet you keep beside your bed, you got to have a wide variety of spices to keep things heated up. If you've been looking for some more flavor to add to your life behind closed doors, Adam and Eve can help you bring the heat with some fun new items to turn up the temp between you and someone else. Or if it's a single girl summer, there's plenty of options for those of you riding solo this year. Adam and Eve is offering 50% off 
off just about any item and they'll include free shipping and rush processing so you can spice things up ASAP. And you don't got to worry about your neighbors noticing your delivery. Adam and Eve ships things out in discreet packaging. So you and Deborah down the street don't have to make awkward eye contact when you get your mail. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item and select just enter offer code Abby at checkout. That's A-B-B-Y at adamandeve.com. This exclusive offer is specific to this podcast. So be sure to use code Abby to get your discount code Abby. I'm not a huge fan of spicy foods, but I do like a bit of spice in other areas of my life. Reality TV fights, make it spicy. My margaritas, make them very spicy. And when it comes to the spice cabinet you keep beside your bed, you got to have a wide variety of spices to keep things heated up. If you've been looking for some more flavor to add to your life behind closed doors, Adam and Eve can help you bring the heat with some fun new items to turn up the temp between you and someone else. Or if it's a single girl summer, there's plenty of options for those of you riding solo this year. Adam and Eve is offering 50% off just about any item and they'll include free shipping and rush processing so you can spice things up ASAP. And you don't got to worry about your neighbors noticing your delivery. Adam and Eve ships things out in discreet packaging. So you and Deborah down the street don't have to make awkward eye contact when you get your mail. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item and select just enter offer code Abby at checkout. That's A-B-B-Y at adamandeve.com. This exclusive offer is specific to this podcast. So be sure to use code Abby to get your discount code Abby. The Bird Show. Do you guys trust your friends' instincts when it comes with your your you dating more than you trust yourself? No, 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 no. not no. even a little no. bit. No, 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 no. <laughs> I might. <laughs> so in a case like this, she hits us up with an email and she trusts her friend so much that she's like, the best friend thinks that this dude that I'm seeing isn't trustworthy. And now she's got all into our listener's head and she wants us to do something about it. So mm-hmm. Abby's got the email here. A few weeks ago, I was set up with a guy. Let's call him Chet. A friend of mine set us up. He's her cousin and he's pretty great so far. He's definitely the best looking guy I've ever dated, but he's also really nice too. We have a lot in common, and he seems to genuinely like me a lot. So basically, everything has been going pretty well so far. However, I've been excitedly talking to one best friend about him. Let's call her Clara. After she met him, her, reject- her reaction was less than supportive. She immediately warned me that he seemed like the, quote, type she dated before. The kind that isn't trustworthy. She said I should run in the other direction before I get hurt. I know she's had her fair share of bad relationships, so I know where her concerns might be stemming from. But this time, something feels different. My instincts about Chet don't come close to her warnings. I can't help but wonder if there's a hint of jealousy in her reaction, perhaps stemming from her own current single status or past past experiences. Part of me wants to prove Clara wrong to show her that Chet isn't like the guys she's dated. I also want to address the elephant in the room, her potential jealousy. But navigating this is tricky. I don't want to jeopardize our friendship, but I also don't want to live constantly second-guessing my choices based on someone else's past. So I'm hoping you will, pro- you will help me prove to Clara that she is wrong and DM him with your Insta segment. Thank you in advance. So this is an absolute lose-lose here, right? So... If we test this dude, which we'll do because, you know, radio. Um, (laughs) So we'll test the dude, right? And if the friend is right, 
Now she's all bummed out because the guy that she's with, and now she starts testing her own instincts also, questioning her own instincts. Yeah. And if the friend is wrong, then our listener has to swing back around and go, okay, clearly your instincts are off because you're jealous, which is also going to create tension with the best friend. There's, there's no good way out here. I see, so the second part, if, if he is loyal and faithful, which I hope he is, how I would address this with said friend, um, I honestly, I wouldn't call her out for her jealousy. I wouldn't do any of that. And I wouldn't tell her I did an Instagram scam, okay? Because I, I, I just, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want her to think she got so far into my head that I started questioning the relationship and she could like turn that and be like, see, deep down, you think something's up to, I'm just, I'm not even gonna mm-hmm. traverse that road. Mm-hmm. So I would go back to her and be like, listen, this is a good guy. I trust him. And I need you to trust him. If you don't, from here on out, keep it to yourself. There you go. I mean, that's how I would squash it. I mean, if I were in her shoes, I don't even think I would entertain this because it just feels like, what are you even basing this off? Just his looks or like, what do you even know to know this about him? But since you are doing it, um, I would go the complete opposite route than Kristen. Probably yeah. because I'm a bad person, but I would rub this <laughs> in my friend's face. <laughs> <laughs> I really would. If I if I tested if I tested the woman I'm dating and she turns out to be great, I would tell my friend this is a this is a perfect example of why you just gotta let me do my thing in my dating life. You gotta back uh-huh. up a little bit. Yeah, I kind of feel like a lot of women when they see an objectively hot guy in the back of their mind, even if they don't want to admit it to themselves, I think sometimes we deflect our insecurities of he wouldn't like me of, well, he's probably a D-bag anyway. And I kind of feel like that's where your friend is coming from, where she saw this hot guy that you're dating and maybe she felt a little insecure and as a way to project those insecurities and make her feel better about the fact that he's dating you and not her, he, she's going to try and paint him as something that he might not be. So I'm, I'm excited about this. I can't wait to prove that hot guys can be faithful too. <laughs> At least temporarily. Go, hot guys. <laughs> Here's our studio director, Tommy, representing hot men. Well, I think Chet will come back and he'll be fine because no other woman wants to go out with a guy named Chet. Well, okay, in, in true transparency, I read ahead in the schedule and I read ahead in the emails. And the fake name she used was not Chet. It was James, but that's my son's name, and I didn't like that, so I changed it to a different <laughs> fake name. Kristen <laughs> is drunk with power. <laughs> I saw, and I'm like, no, we're not calling this guy James. Shit, why did you come up with Chet? Why didn't you just call him douche? <laughs> did, you, did you call him Chet because your first instinct was Chad, but you knew that was my husband, so you altered it a little bit? There's no, another uh-uh. close one. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, know, I, I was thinking Chet because like Tom Hanks' son popped into my head. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> the Burt Show. All right, so Mo has got some professional decisions to make here, but none are really like a. I mean, not, none of them can hurt you, right? Kind of. I think. I actually think it kind of could, and that was the risk I was taking when I decided to go along with this plan. Which, for those who may not have heard, I got an opportunity to shoot my first music video for one of my songs. And it was a risk because, um, I mean, it was free, which that was the positive side of it. But it's it's the director's first time actually mm-hmm. getting an opportunity to try to put a music video together. So as this is your first video, and I've never been on a set of anybody making a video, never been in a video uh, either. Um, it looks to me like when I watch outtakes of videos being made, it looks so uncomfortable. Are you actually singing your song or are you... L- l- 
lip syncing to your song? And do you have to do it over and over and over again? That was probably the worst part of learning that what goes on on a set of a music video is not only do you have to sing your song, and I thought you lip sync it, but it's actually better if you sing it out loud. It, it, it does something for the cameras where they were like, no, actually sing it out loud. Mm-hmm. And I think it makes it easier for them to edit it because they can hear the lyrics and match the lyrics with the song. So if you're in the video, if you're in a scene with a girl, you are singing your song to her as she's in front of you. As y'all are staring and gazing into each other's eyes really? over and over and <laughs> over again. And I thought that when you do different scenes, you may do like the hook of the song or the verse of the song. No, you do the entire song every single scene. For continuity. So, right, exactly. So I probably literally listened to my song that day. I would guess 50 times. Do you hate it now? I absolutely hate it. Yeah. I cannot stand it. But that was, so the risk was everything was last minute on top of this being the director's first music video. And he he's going to SCAD. He's graduating. So I guess the, uh, the first music video he was going to shoot, the guy dropped out last minute. So he just needed to put a music video together. And a good friend of mine who is a friend of his saw it as an opportunity for both of us and was like, let's just give this a shot. Now, where I think I went wrong, looking back on it, which made it risky, was I allowed him to pick whatever song he wanted to choose because I felt like if he enjoyed the song more, it may help his vision and it may make it easier for him to actually come up with a theme and a concept. But he happened to choose my favorite song and most people's favorite song. So it's it's basically the best song on my album, which that's where I felt like it could hurt. The stakes are high. Exactly. Because mm. if I put out a music video that's not appealing or that doesn't really tell a good story that matches mm-hmm. the song, then it takes away from the song and you only really have one opportunity to really put out a good video for a good song and see what it can do. Sure. So I knew it was a risk and it ended up being a 13-hour day and it was a long one. Did you guys have an understanding out the gate that if you didn't like the final product, it would not be released. Absolutely. Okay. So for him, it works out either way because he's giving it to his class regardless. But for me releasing it, that was a last minute decision. We were going to figure it out after we saw it. Okay. And th- th- everything kind of stacked against us because the video model that they had never showed up. So we had to we had to get another video model. Like literally, she came. We called her and was like, "Can you do this?" And she arrived. The, the shoot started at five. And it was about nine at this point. And we had shot so many different scenes because the sun was going to go down. So we had to shoot by the pool. We had to shoot the basketball court. We had to shoot the walkway into the pool. And it was just me. You just needed a warm body. You just pull somebody out of a QT that was shopping. <laughs> pretty much. Exactly. You're pretty hot. You want to yeah. be in this video? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Sure. <laughs> I'm not doing anything. So the song is called A Different Kind of Love. So it's about love. It's about like falling in love with the right person at the right time for the first time. So it's certain scenes that I knew... They're going to look weird because why am I in a different kind of love standing at the pool by myself and (laughs) on the basketball court by myself? Oh, whoa, dude made a video about self-love. That's awesome. (laughs) That's what it, right? (laughs) So I knew it was going to be like, all right, this may work. It may not work, but let's just see. So he only had a week to put it together. And then finally, I got a call from my friend saying it's ready. And he sounded really excited about it. So it made me be excited about it. But I was also nervous because I'm like, ah. I was afraid of the fact that it might not work simply because a 13-hour day, you don't want that to go to waste. I did learn a lot about shooting a music video, and I think the next one I shoot, I'll be more prepared, and I think I'll be better at it. But I really wanted this to work. I was excited about it, and, I'm, and I mean, they had great equipment. They had an entire team, and that team was out there in the heat for hours, like moving the equipment and working hard. So I really wanted this to work for everybody. And so the moment came, and I kind of blamed Katie for this, because for the first reason, 
I asked three of the women that are closest to me to be there. Katie was one of them. Because I feel like when you're doing anything creative, you just need women's eyes. You need them to be in the room. I Thank like you. that. I don't like that. Thank you. And they, neither of them showed up for me. And so <laughs> if you're a new Burt Show listener, Katie is one of Mo's best friends. She's also on his podcast in the moment. She's a producer here also. So they're very tight. Absolutely. And nobody showed up, which was cool. But I'm like, man, you got a whole bunch of men trying to figure out the <laughs> angles and what the scene should look like. Which when this this song and this music video is really catered toward women. So I'm like, all right, hopefully they figured it out, though. So me and Katie are watching it for the first time. She's with me. And I'm, like, watching it, but I'm also watching her watch it. And the face of disgust that she had the entire music video. No. no. She just looked unimpressed. Was this your interpretation of her look? Or- well, we can ask her. But I felt like she was very unimpressed. <laughs> Let's like, bring, her, bring her on and in. And it man. just made me feel like, <laughs> okay. oh, she don't like it. Okay, before she gives her opinion, what was your opinion of your music video when you watched it? I didn't really like it either. Okay. And it's not mm-hmm. that I, let, I, I like it. It's good. It just doesn't tell a story to me. And I okay. felt like that was important because the song tells a story. And the way that the scenes were shot... It just felt like it was out mm. of order. And I really don't blame them for that because they, they didn't have a lot to work with with the model not having been there for the first three or four hours. But it just, it was out of place. It didn't kind of show how we mm. met and we fell in love. It just immediately got to we're together. And then all of a sudden I'm on a basketball court by myself. Right. And then we're by the sink talking. To, it just didn't, it didn't tell the right story to me. Yeah. All right, Katie is behind you now in the producing room and I can see her. You guys, I got an assignment for you real quick. I'm going to count to three. And on three, I want you guys to say together on a scale of one to ten, with ten being the best video that has been ever created in the history of man, <laughs> and one being the worst. You guys both give it a number, okay, at the same time. Okay. All right, you ready? Get it up. Get, ready? Mm-hmm. One, two, three. Four. Six. Oh, boy. <laughs> All right, Katie said four, Mo said six. Okay. That's what her face gave. Her that, face gave a four. That, <laughs> that's about right. We got why? ourselves a starting point. Yeah. Why are, we, why are we looking at a four, Katie? Wardrobe was terrible, and it was a lot of unflattering shots. <laughs> four. So are you going to release it or not? You got to make the call. Well, well, I'm giving him a chance to to redo it, which I felt like was the least I could do, being that he put all this effort into it. But I was honest with him about I'm not releasing this version, but he feels like he can make a better one. So mm. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> we're, just, we're just shooting for a seven. Yeah. We're just shooting for a seven. The Burt Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Burt Show's entertainment buzz. Who is Selena Gomez's new single about? Well, we can tell you who it is not about. So there was a little speculation that it could be about one of her exes due to one song lyric. Because she says the weekend is almost here. She's like, oh, is she addressing that time when she went through a breakup with Justin Bieber? And maybe the weekend, not like the actual weekend, the the artist, the weekend is actually, you know, going to swing by her house. But she has addressed this and said that is absolutely couldn't be more false. Hollywood or Hollywood Life posted about this on Instagram and she put in the comments, yeah, that's not true at all. So we can be rest assured that it's just about her being single soon and not about any men. Okay, the one thing Beyonce did changed the lives of some small businesses. So we talked about this before. Beyonce asked her fans to honor Virgo season by wearing silver to some of her shows for the next month so that it looks like a big disco ball out in the crowd. And what Queen Bee wants... 
Queen Bee gets. People have been obsessing over these outfits. I know, they look so good. However, where does one get silver outfits? That is the question that Rosie O'Donnell in particular wanted to know because she was going to go to one of Beyonce's shows. Well, it turns out Etsy is a good place to check it out because some of their business sales have risen by 200%. People are desperate to get their hands on sparkly outfits. And I was looking at Etsy to see what some of these things will run you for because I knew going to the Eras tour was expensive. This is crazy. Some people are begging for the $111 sequin beehive jersey, a $187 disco cowboy hat, a $108 rhinestone chain top and skirt. But here's a bargain. If you want the church girl fan, you can get a $25 one. (laughs) Absolute steal on Etsy. Beyonce would have to settle for me wearing gray. (laughs) <laughs> as close as I'm going to be able to get. I'm going to go and get some spray paint. <laughs> so you're already spending a fortune on tickets to see Beyonce anyway. The average ticket price just for face value is 350 So let's triple that if you're getting them from an online broker. And now you're supposed to spend more 200 more on yeah. a silver outfit? You, well, you were going to buy an outfit for the show anyway. You were? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you know women? Have you met one? Like I'm, with the Taylor Swift eras, you choose an era and you get an outfit from that area era so with the beyonce tour of course you're gonna go all out and you're gonna like that's part of the (laughs) concert going experience is whatever outfit you wear typically you're not going in your closet and just pulling whatever i mean you can but nine times out of ten it gives you a reason to buy a new outfit no i even thought about this when beyonce put this notice out i'm like if taylor swift had done this after i'd already spent like a hundred bucks on an outfit and now i gotta get a second one (laughs) been a little angry. Okay, in case you didn't know, Martha Stewart has a peacock enclosure in her home, and she has recently uh, spoken about how she actually talks to them. So I was desperate to find some kind of audio of Martha Stewart going out to her peacock enclosure and having a conversation with them, because the only interview I found was her just being like, oh, I walk by and I go, ah, 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 ah. and I was like, is that what a peacock sounds like? Turns out, um, kind of. I don't know who is in the background, but that was on her website, MarthaStewart.com. And I can only imagine her coming out with her tea and trying to have a conversation with little peacocks. Those things, those things can scream. Don't ask me why in Lexington, Kentucky, there was a peacock in our neighborhood. It makes no sense. But we had a peacock just, in our neighborhood. Just walking around? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Did, did some of the neighbors think it was like a turkey? No. <laughs> <laughs> it was so random. It's so bizarre. And like those things, like they, they can scream. Like they have, it's, it, it, it makes zero sense. My parents brought in two finches into our house one time as pets. And for the first 24 hours, it was the cutest little noise. You know, the cute little finch noise. And then after that, I'm just like, I hate these things more than anything. How do I just open this cage up and then open the screen? door up and go, I don't even know how it happens. <laughs> what does a finch sound like? It's like a little but it's kind of cute the way they do it for 24 hours, but then they never shut up. The Burt Show. Alright, you guys ready for a plot twist? Plot twist! Alright, first you're going to hear a story of things going wrong, 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 wrong and then plot twist. Hey Autumn, good morning. Or not. Oh. There it is. There's your plot. <laughs> There's nobody on the phone lined up ready to go. Damn. Right. See, Tommy, you jinxed it because you were like, all right, 
Everybody, get your headphones on because you wanted to hear us to hear Bert go, ing, ing, ing. and then he goes, and Autumn's lined up, ready to go. She's going to be great. <laughs> it's a pretty big buildup, right? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, we already know the story because we've read the email, but man, what a night. She's what ready. A, a complete night. Hey, Autumn. Hey, I don't know what happened, but good morning. Good morning. It's all good. So tell us about this awful date and how the whole thing ends. Um, Go for it. Well, the thing that's heartbreaking is that it wasn't an awful date at the beginning. Uh, Me and this dude, we went out to lunch, and the date was amazing. I mean, he was everything I would have wanted in a guy. Liberal, feminist. He believes in gay rights. He said he was an exec for Amazon corporate. I mean, pitter-patter. I was ready. (laughs) (laughs) So we'd had a couple, we had two drinks at this restaurant. I told him that I made better Cosmos than the restaurant. And I was like, you are coming home with me. So we come back to my place. I make us each two Cosmos. And he told me he was not a lightweight. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, he lied. (laughs) Yeah, for those of us that pour in our own house, that's a challenge right there. Uh Okay. uh Uh, so we, you know, we moved to the bedroom. We were trying to play the piano, uh-huh. and um, he couldn't even he couldn't even get up to the bench. You know, I was doing all I could to play the piano, and he wasn't. He was sloppy on the floor. So, uh, <laughs> bless his heart. At one point, I know, sweet thing. Okay, so at one point, he's in the bathroom for like an hour. I fell asleep. I it's like I got a little cold, so I got under the sheets. I woke up confused. I said, I thought, <laughs> I thought, did I miss the date? And then I look at the time. I realize he's in my bathroom. I checked on him twice, and each time he said he was fine. He comes back to bed. He continues to try to, to play the piano. So he's kissing on me. That's important to know. Uh, he's kissing on me. He's doing all this stuff. Finally, it. The time, our time ends and I have to get ready to go to an event. I walk in my bathroom and this man had thrown up all over my bathroom. Oh God. And he didn't clean up his own yak. Oh no, he tried to, he used every single one of my towels to try to clean it up. And it was piled in my tub. One, he had a, uh, a Philly cheesesteak for lunch okay. with a mushroom chunk. <laughs> <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tom, Tommy was right. You're a little too good on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, you know, I tried washing the towels. He, um, I made him try to clean up his own mess, which he didn't. The important part is he did continue kissing on me after he Ugh. threw up. Ah. Ew. So, uh, like I didn't know. Yeah, when you said he came out of the bathroom and then tried <laughs> going in a second time, now knowing this information, <laughs> and that he's at somebody right. else's house, so he's not able to brush his teeth, that's disgusting. Right. Did I have this yeah, right? Did I miss use my toothbrush? Did she say that he was? Did you did you say that he accidentally peed on you? Or did I, did I get that twisted? No, no, he didn't. <laughs> what what show are you pissed. listening to? Well, some people are into that, Bert. <laughs> I thought she said he pissed on me. Kissed. He what? Kissed on me. Okay. Kissed with a K. Okay. My bad. Okay. Is that the plot twist you were talking about? That's not even, we're not even there yet. All right, go ahead. So he did not tell me. So when I walked in, I said, what the hell happened? And he said, oops. Oops. (laughs) (laughs) And then I asked why he didn't tell me. He said he forgot. I don't know how that's possible. And I checked on him twice. Yeah, he didn't forget. 
So we leave. He does have the audacity to ask when we can see each other again. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I also somehow got strep two days later. Weird how that happened. Um, But then one of my girlfriends says, you know, you should ask him to give you money so you can replace your towels and your shower curtain. Fair. I was like, that. That's wise. I text him. He blocked me. I message him on Snap. He blocked me. So I found his number by a Venmo, <laughs> and it came up as his contact for me. I was like, okay, there he is, Joe Schmo. Um, and I send it off, and it says, sent to not Joe Schmo. I was like, what? And I go to check his Venmo page, and it is him with a completely different name, and his profile picture is him kissing another woman. <gasps> When he told me he was single and looking for a relationship, so I turned on FBI mode uh-huh. hard. And one of my girlfriends, she is more of an FBI agent than I am, so I reached out to her, and she loved it. She was eating this up. So we found his Instagram, which he'd already blocked me on, so I couldn't see, but his bio said hubby with a wedding ring next Shut up, oh, Autumn. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, he's just hubby everything, but he had given me a completely different uh, identity, a completely different job. He's not an exec with Amazon. He's a low-level actor who played on some TV show that nobody knows about. <laughs> what in the world? <laughs> and he was for Amazon. <laughs> wow. So the advice part that I need, because mm. right now I am on the hunt to find the wife. We have potentially found the wife, and I did message that woman on Instagram, but because her profile is private and we have no mutuals, I think it's sitting in her hidden request. Mm-hmm. Mm. But like, do I do I do a texting tutor? I don't have her information. I figure Tommy somehow has everyone's information in the world. Um, do I just leave it in the Instagram hidden request and just hope she sees it one day? Like, so you are determined to get this info to her? Okay, I am. So we can't even talk you out of that. <laughs> well, you could talk me out of it. No, we can't. I we know you too well at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Did you look her up on Venmo? Because the best part would be if you could find her on Venmo and you send a Venmo request to replace the towels that her husband destroyed at your house. Mm-hmm. That's good. I mean, the thing is, we're not, co- we're not, we're like 95% sure it's her husband or that she's the wife. So I don't want to like request funds from someone where I'm not 100% sure it's her. So Cassie, can she put instead of, you, you said you DM'd her on Instagram? I did DM her on Instagram. Right, yeah. So why don't you just put it in her main feed? Wait, you can't. It doesn't work like yeah. that. She's got a private. She can't oh, it's comment. Private. Yeah, okay. she can't comment right. on anything. All right. Huh. Yeah, she can't go in and do a and comment saying check your DMs. Right. What can she do? Venmo her or try and, um, you can always. I mean, we do have his, ad- we have their address, we think. So I could send a letter. <laughs> <laughs> Old school. Wow. Um, yeah, you got plenty of options here. Singing telegram? <laughs> Edible <laughs> arrangement? <laughs> I mean, you could pay for a service like Spokio and look him up and then find out who else is at that address and find her phone number that way and text her. Yeah, if she hasn't okay. removed her, if you can remove information from those services, which I recommend everyone go on and remove your information because, like, your phone number is out Shut there. Shut up, Cassie. Yeah, Tommy can. I'm sorry. Shut people up. need to know. Hey, Autumn, Tommy can help you with that. He's already, he knows exactly that how to use all that. That is secret uh-huh. weapon. Yeah. Nobody knows anymore. Shut up. Um, so we can um, try to get her phone number and you can hit her directly. That would probably yeah. work pretty damn good. Yeah, because I want to be able to text her, but I'm from originally from Maine, so I have a 207 area code. Uh-huh. So I don't want. 
text her. So I just, I'm like, how do I message her and not sound like I'm just someone from India? I don't know. <laughs> All right. Let me, uh, let's put you on hold. I'll get you in touch with okay. Tommy. He'll do the Spokio okay. thing for you. We'll get a phone number and we can text her for you. What a mess of a night, though. I mean, more, yeah. Wow. The most embarrassing thing for this guy is that he got this hammered off of Cosmos. <laughs> That's a Philly cheesesteak in the tub. Come on, man. The worst. All right, Autumn, uh, hold on one second. I'll get Tommy on with you, and we'll follow up with you, okay? Okay. All right, go get him. It's the Burt Show. The Burt Show. I have said for the longest time that I believe in this country, Atlanta is one of the best kept culinary secrets in the United States of America. You always see like these lists of the best cities when it comes to food and San Francisco's up there and Chicago's up there. And of course, New York is up there. But Atlanta's never, Charleston is up there. But it's ne- Atlanta never makes the top 10. It, it, well, hopefully soon because now we are Michelin rated. So some restaurants are going to hopefully, fingers crossed, start getting some Michelin stars and then um it it irks me to no end that atlanta has not been a featured city on top chef in all its 20 plus years Uh they've never held the competition in atlanta and i think that's a travesty that's like the thing about atlanta is that uh if you have one bad meal or you get service that's really really poor in one restaurant you may never go back again because you have so many options right and I am so pumped because all of a sudden, it's like all these um, restaurants and secondary locations have started opening up, opening up near us. And I can't be like the joy and excitement. One, I love food. I'm not like Bert. Food is not fuel for me. It doesn't get me from A to B. Like I salivate over good meals. I will preview menus before I go to the restaurant to have some kind of game plan so I know what I'm looking at here. And as I was driving the other day, right there at the Buckhead Brookhaven line on Peachtree, a CNS Seafood and Oyster Bar, and I love oysters, is coming right there. Like so close we could probably walk to it. So excited. Is that a good place? Yes. CNS. Mm -hmm. And then, um, We've already, we recently got a Chick-fil-A near us, which is very exciting when you have a toddler because, oh, you know, yeah, the, the, you, you have like a, a nonstop supply of nugs, but <laughs> then we noticed a sign change right across from the Chick-fil-A that just got um, added in Brookhaven, Fox Brothers Barbecue. These are all right down the street from you. Yes. This is awesome. And then on top of that, another top barbecue spot in Atlanta, DBA, their roasted corn side, it's stupid good. Um, we just noticed, because our favorite Mexican restaurant, Taxco, is over off Roswell. Yeah, right there next to Fellini's and La Fonda, a DBA barbecue is coming. And I'm like, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> and then I had to fast for my uh, physical the other day. And I'm like, mom, I want some carbonara. I got to get some carbs in me. So I was going to go to Merco over off of Roswell Road. But I put it in my GPS just I knew how to get there, but with Atlanta traffic, you put mm-hmm. everything in your GPS to make sure you're not going to get yourself screwed. You also want to know where the cops are. Yep. <laughs> and um, there's one in town, Brookhaven. And I'm like, what? There's a there's a Merco? And so I go in town. Sure enough, opened up in July, Merco, like fresh pasta. And oh, and so I literally went like two, twice in one week because I took Jimmy because Jimmy loves pasta. And I'm just like, man. This excitement for food is just so wondrous to me. My belly is so you. happy. My I don't know how you don't get the excitement so for happy. food. Are you already? Are you right now excited about your next meal? No. Okay. I'm not that bad. All right. Oh, I'm thinking about it right now. You are. I get so excited about lunch, and then when I'm done with lunch, I get excited yeah. about dinner, and then when I'm done with dinner, I get excited about what I'm going to have for breakfast. <laughs> I've had so many friends like this that say mm-hmm. while they are eating breakfast, they are already thinking about lunch and so on and so on and so on. And like Kristen said, food for me has been 
It has nothing to do with taste. It's just all about energy to get me from A to B. So to see you guys so excited about food is wondrous to me. I am just, I, all of these new possibilities. Because you do, you kind of, because Atlanta has so many pockets and because our traffic is so freaking bad, you get stuck in your little pocket mm-hmm. in your area and you just end up hitting the same rotation over and over again. And so to know all this stuff is opening, opening up, um, I'm just, oh my God, I'm so excited. <laughs> it's a good time to be alive, all the brisket in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so in this email here, the drama is starting because she was a maid of honor and absolutely had a miserable time at it. Cassie has the email. Can we help out? Dear Bird Show, I was recently my best friend Tina's maid of honor. I'm a single mom and I work three to four jobs depending on the week. I tried to make myself available during the process and continually checked in to see what I could help with. For the ceremony, we were all asked to meet at specific times to help set up. We're also asked to show up at 9.30 p.m. the night before for dress rehearsal and to be there at 11 a.m. on the big day. The wedding was outside on the hottest day of the year. I was the first in the bridal party to show up, but nobody seemed to know where or how anything was supposed to be set up. I got bad vibes from the rest of the bridal party all day. One bridesmaid kept giving me the stink eye. Tina got a suite at a nearby hotel where we could all get ready, but there was no air conditioning with eight girls trying to get ready with one bathroom. Ew. I overheard gossip about me, so I grabbed my items and left. I decided to go to my wedding date's house to get ready because I couldn't stay in the room with those mean girls. I knew if I did, I would say or do something to ruin Tina's whole day. I rushed to get ready and rushed back to the hotel. I helped the bride get in her dress, and the rest of the bridal party proceeded to the venue. When the bride and I returned to the venue, she found the flowers that had been delivered were not right. She had a little bit of a meltdown, so I helped with the flowers. As we were doing this, the stink eye bridesmaid yelled at me because I was asking someone where she was as I had her flowers. She yelled, you would know if you had done an effing thing all day. It took all I had not to unleash on this chick, but I kept calm. Every time I walked past this bridesmaid, she called me a bitch under her breath, but loud enough for me to hear. Dude. Once the ceremony was over, I walked to my car and cried privately. Mm. The wedding had started an hour and a half late. I was exhausted, pissed, sad, a bit tipsy, and it was time to give a speech. I tried to alter my speech last minute, and it was horrible. I couldn't keep my emotions in anymore, so I quietly snuck out. I cried the whole way home, all night, and the entire next day. After reflecting, I think one of the things that made me so emotional about, uh, so emotional about how the mean girls treated me was because I was bullied beyond belief in high school. I was so mad at myself for not sticking up for myself in fear of ruining Tina's day. I've not talked to Tina since the wedding. I wonder if she knew what happened behind the scenes. Should I initiate contact? Should I apologize? I wonder if she knew or noticed when I left the reception. Should I bring up the bridesmaid's behavior? If she knows about the behavior and hasn't told me anything, am I right to be upset? Sincerely, maid of horror. Where you at, Abby? So if I'm in this situation, well, first of all, I just feel so bad for her because I think when you're when you're bullied in high school or when you're bullied when you're younger, there's so many things that can trigger you. And I can just totally see this being like maybe the bridesmaids didn't think that they were really being that mean. But when you're in a very high pressure environment and you're experiencing it again, like emotions can be running at an all time high. Despite the fact that you went through all of that. I don't think you should tell the bride what happened. I think you're going to taint her image of the day. Mm. And if she had a good time and then you just come to her with all these, I don't want to call them complaints, but negative thoughts and negative experiences from it. 
then you're really just going to taint what she viewed as her maybe perfect day or as close to perfect as she could have gotten. So I would keep it to yourself and, um, you know, maybe be in less weddings. (laughs) (laughs) What do you guys think? Um, I feel like I would probably say something, not so much to throw, um, the, the woman under the bus who was behaving that way, but more so just to explain why I left. Cause I would feel bad about just kind of leaving on my responsibilities and like not saying anything and not letting her know. So I would probably just tell her like about the stress that I was under for the day. But I don't know if I would go into all of the details of why I felt that way. But I would say something. I say something, too. You would say something? Uh-huh. Would you like just the whole thing? <clears throat> um, yeah. I mean, retroactively, I don't think you're, it, she'll look back at her wedding day and be all bummed out that this was going on behind the scenes. She never knew about it on the wedding day. So she might start asking, like, why hasn't my friend reached out to me? Why doesn't she want to hang out with me and my friends? I think I'd just be honest with her. I don't know. I had somebody tell me some stuff that went down at my wedding afterwards that I didn't know about, and I kind of wish they hadn't. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. Just because it's like, well, then I then I had, like, regrets of, like, I shouldn't have invited that person because they, you know, like, caused issues. Huh. So I think I'm with Abby. I don't think I would say anything, but I would definitely reach out. Well, when it comes to weddings, I would take the women's advice on the show <laughs> and not the dudes' advice. So listen to the ladies. 100%. It's the Burt Show. The Burt Show. <laughs>